What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast. I am your host, the professor, with my co-host, the scientist. We have special guest on today, Corrupt Wit. We're going to go over some uh, some pretty big things that we've noticed in the preseason. Uh, going to do that pretty quick, and then we're going to get into a 12-team fantasy draft, and we're just going to let you know our thoughts on picks, kind of give you uh, a little demo of what your draft could look like. So without any further ado, I'm going to kick it to the scientist to get us started. Yeah, so uh, I think the biggest thing we've seen this preseason, you know, a lot of people are uh, hyping up Zach Wilson. He's looked amazing, easily the best of the rookie QBs, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys have been watching any of the Jets games or seen any of the highlights on Twitter, but what do you guys think about Zach Wilson and uh, his receivers so far? Zach has a, he's looked very comfortable in that Jets offense. It looks like they had a, seemed to have had a good plan for him. I'm starting to feel optimistic that the coaching match is good. Um, but also, you know, you got to at least have some, you know, understanding that it's preseason, you know, how's, how are things going to change when we get to real game action? But undeniably, he looks, he looks like he's smooth in that offense so far. Um, and it like, Corey Davis is kind of stepping up too. He's got some other options and uh, Keelan Cole, uh, Crowder, and uh, who, everyone's favorite other guy. Uh, Elijah Moore, unfortunately, has been out with an injury, but uh, <clears throat> saw he returned to practice today. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Wilson. I think uh, he looks like he's been in the league for like a couple of years. He does not look like a rookie to me. Uh, it is preseason, though, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure some of that action came against, like, second stringers. So, uh, Yeah, and uh, sorry, but I will say, though, I wasn't really a big believer of Wilson going in, but then I saw a pretty big film guy that I respect, Quantrill Bishop. He broke it down, and he said, similar to you, he looked like he had been in the league for a while and that uh, he was very comfortable in the pocket and just had a lot of composure, so – I think those are some things you can't really teach and should be pretty big for him going into his first year. Yeah, I'm excited about the uh, Corey Davis connection. I can see him uh, kind of having a, a, late, a late breakout for fantasy. On the other hand, we have uh, maybe the most disappointing uh, rookie quarterback so far, Trey Lentz. Whitman, I know this is your guy. How are you feeling about Trey right now? I, I think that what's happened so far is pretty much not surprising for me. Um, this guy has played one season of college football as a freshman. Um, and to be honest, like, yeah, you had that first game where it goes five of 14, but there were like three or four drops in that game. He's throwing heaters all day. And in the second game, I thought he looked a lot more improved. He threw a couple of touchdowns, looked more comfortable. Um, but I definitely still have the belief that, like, although he's got the upside of anyone in the class, like, I, I think it'd be best if he sits some time. Although I'm hearing rumors that he may not. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But I think, like, if I were the coach, I would probably sit and play Garoppolo. But uh, just and especially based on, like, some of the mistakes made in the preseason. Yeah, uh, first game was definitely disappointing, but his receivers have not been helping him out. They've been dropping the ball all the time. 
I just think he looks a little uncomfortable, especially when he has to work like past his first read, but he'll get better at that with time. And I think it's weird that they haven't let him use his legs at all. Like I see fields running all the time in the preseason and Lance is just sitting in the pocket, which is not like him at all. Maybe they're just trying not to give away the playbook or something, but I don't know. I'd let Jimmy G start like half the season, see how it's going. We've seen Jimmy have success in that offense. So as long as he's not throwing like a ton of interceptions, I think they should just let him start. What do you think, Diller? Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think Jimmy G is terrible. Uh, but here's the, here's the bottom line. Trey Lance is somebody I can't believe in either because, simply put, he went to the same college as Carson Daniel Wentz, and uh, we see how that worked out. So completely out on him. I'll take all the heat, send it all my way, but Trey Lance, certified bust. Carson Daniel Wentz. And speaking of busts, the big bust of this week is number five overall pick for the Bengals, Jamar Chase. I think uh, Chase has a case of the Butterfingers right now. Are you guys concerned about this uh, for his career? Do you think you think he's just going to be like kind of a middle of the pack receiver? You think he's going to live up to the elite hype, or is he going to have these drop problems persist? What do you think? Uh, personally, like I've heard different things. It seems in the fantasy community, in the news, I see a lot of stuff about him having drops and being inconsistent, probably because that's what's kind of happened in the preseason games. But from the practice stuff I've seen, he's been killing it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge Jamar Chase believer. So I don't, and I almost feel like the hype has gotten a bit too, too much, especially for just this year going into a new offense as a rookie. Um, so maybe this is kind of a, you know, you know, reality check for him. Um, but I definitely think if you're someone who believes in Jamar Chase, I wouldn't jump shit yet. Uh, because it's not, it's not all been as bad as may, some of the drops may have happened in the preseason. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the drops. Uh, he's never really had that problem in college, as far as I know. So I, I will say... I'm not very high on the Bengals offense this year. I still think the O-line is a huge problem, but if I were going to draft a receiver, you know, and redraft, I'd probably go with Higgins this year. I just feel like we saw him be very successful with Burrow last year. He's got more experience and uh, just seems like a lot safer pick than Chase with the same amount of upside. So uh, speaking of upside, we got a we we got a taste of the Saints QB wide receiver connection last night. Famous Jameis to Marquez Callaway, uh, the professor. Do you want to speak on that connection we saw blossom last night? Oh, it, it was it was beautiful, unbelievable throws from Jameis. Uh, I know everyone said a few years ago. I think it was not last year, but the season before, he had got uh, what was it? laser eye surgery yeah clearly it worked i think there's no question you start Jameis. Taysom hill could be a good utility guy but that is not a guy you start in the league when you have Jameis on your team and mark what was it marquez yeah marquez marquez callaway is uh i think he's their wide receiver one certified his spot last night he's got that good uh connection with Jameis, and uh it's some pretty exciting things coming out of the Saints camp. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, 
And this could be blasphemy, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis does better than Drew Brees this season. And I'll say too that uh, uh, I remember, um, although Marquez Callaway was like either undrafted or like seventh round, I can't remember. I remember at Tennessee, he he kind of outstanding for them. Um, I mean, he made it tough for Georgia as a Georgia fan a few times. So I'm I'm not too surprised that he's playing well. Um, he was someone I was curious about. So. Yeah, he was. Uh, he has a pretty good like college production profile from what I've seen, and uh, I'm not very surprised. Like he showed some flashes last season. So uh, when MT and Kamara are on the field, I don't expect them to be catching like a touchdown on every play like he did last night. But uh, he's a good player, and I'm excited for Jameis. I'm just a little bit worried that we could see like a little bit of a QB committee, especially in the red zone. I feel like uh, Taysom Hill is going to be on the field more than we'd like for fantasy purposes. Uh, and speaking speaking of a player being on the field or not being on the field, we had a huge injury last night. Travis Etienne, first round pick for the Jaguars, Liz Frank fracture in his foot out for the season. What are the fantasy implications of this, Professor? Uh, well, if you are a drafted. Terrible news if you drafted ETN, but if you drafted uh, Robinson, that's huge. I think this is going to be the way you wanted it to be on this team. I don't know why they drafted ETN in the first in the first place. Uh, dynasty implications, I still think you take ETN. If, you know, you're doing a startup or something, I still think he is going to have value that's going to hold going forward for a while. But in a redraft league, I think this makes James Robinson the top three round back. Yeah, I, I could take him. I could see him in the like RB15 range. That's probably where I would draft him. And for, for ETN's dynasty value, it, I mean, this definitely hurts it. I feel like guys that miss year one kind of have a hard time like coming back and establishing themselves. Um, but I'm not as worried about ETN as I would be for Cam Akers. I feel like the Liz Franck is a much easier recovery. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Also need to shout out my boy, LaVisca Chenault. I feel like this could benefit him a little bit in the uh, screen game. Could see some more rush attempts. So we'll see how that goes for Chenault. So anything you guys want to add, or is that going to wrap it up for our news segment today? Uh, Hard Knocks tonight should be a very thrilling episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, are you ex- what are you expecting? Give us your predictions for the Dallas football Cowboys this year. Uh Hey, I know uh, the Vegas over-under line is nine and a half. I think they definitely hit at least ten, okay. if healthy, if healthy. Yeah, the health is a big fun. thing. What's the expectation for the defense? Uh, I'd be happy if we were, like, 19th. <laughs> I feel like that's reasonable, yeah. yeah. Well, I saw Micah Parsons as I was looking. You sent the PFF grade. He's, like, the highest-graded linebacker in the preseason yeah if if you've been watching hard knocks or preseason yeah. you've been seeing he's been Keanu O'Neill has also been very something good. like that every game yeah so uh I guess we can go straight into this mock draft now uh I'm the scientist picking out a 102 we got professor at 105 corrupt wit at 110 this is a 12 team PPR one quarterback league so we do have nine bots in here drafting with us. Hopefully they don't screw it up. But uh, 
we'll just go through these picks, explain our rationale, and uh, yeah, we're doing 12 rounds. Let's see how it goes. I'm going to start this draft up. You guys ready? Hey, if they take CMC number one, or if they don't take CMC number one, you got to restart it. You got to restart it. How yeah. about I just uh, assign CMC number one yeah. there? All right, hey. now I'll start it. All right, so I know like Dalvin Cook has been chalk 102 all offseason, but after watching the Saints last night, I feel confident that Jameis is going to be the starter, which means that Taysom Hill will not be um, vulturing Kamara's rushing and receiving opportunities, so I'm taking Kamara here. I think he has the same upside as Cook, uh, and I'm not as worried about injuries with him. Oh, Chubb at 1-3 and Cook at 1-4. Kick it to the professor at 105. So I am going to be taking Zeke Elliott. And I know I'm a Cowboys fan. That's fine. But listen, last year he did that. He did bad because uh, four of his starting alignment were out. Dak was out the whole season. They could just stack the box, focus on Zeke, and really take him out of the game. No one would have done good in that situation last year. I know he was fumbling, but – Hopefully, if he could get past that, Dak is back, O-line is back. And I also did see there's a chance that Dak might be on uh, some sort of snap count this year, which means they're going to rely on the run game a whole lot more. So I definitely think Zeke is a top five guy this year. If you can snag Zeke late, do it. I think there's I think some of the you know talk about him getting older or whatever or slower is overblown. I, yeah. I get it. Hey, and I don't think he will go top five in certain leagues. So uh, I think he should go there, but I think you could give him as late as the one eight, one nine. Hey, you got uh, like four seconds to pick. <laughs> Sorry. Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, well, I took I took who I wanted to take anyway. Uh, Devontae Adams there because. Oh, uh, it puts you on auto draft. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right, hey, hold up, hold up. Let him roll with it. This could be if you fucked up your first two rounds and went double receiver. Uh, Put him on the my team. Take um, yourself off auto. Let's see. See if I can find out how to do that. It's on the uh, queue in the bottom. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, for my first round pick, I was going to go Devontae Adams. Um, and the reason there was because there was kind of a teardrop at running back, I felt, after Barkley, Taylor, Henry. You know, I feel like Aaron Jones is, is really, you know, he's, you could take him first round, but I feel like after that, you get to kind of second tier. Um, so, I definitely would have went Devontae Adams there. Um, here, I feel like, personally – from what I'm seeing, I feel like you need to get a running back in, in, in one of the first two rounds this year um, because I feel like there's just so much more depth at other positions. Um, here, I really like Najee. I feel like with his workload and talent, um, he's looked good in the preseason. Uh, I mean, there's upside there, um, and I feel like there's pretty safe core too, so I'd take him. Good pick there. Solid. <clears throat> Ooh, those running backs are getting wiped out. Uh, but regardless, I will go Antonio Gibson right here. Young guy, uh, he came into the spot last year after having not a whole lot of snaps in college. 
came on strong towards the end, and I think he could carry that into this year. Uh, honestly, I think Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than anyone they had last year. So at least the offense will be moving, and uh, I think a moving offense kind of helps the run game. So with that, kick it that kick that. I like, I like Gibson too. That's a good pick. R, what is the RB like twelve there? I think that's good. Just want to talk about a couple of these picks before I make my next one. I feel like Chubb at the one three is kind of insane. Yeah, like, that wouldn't happen. I would probably take him like early second at the earliest, right? Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I'm a Chubb homer, and I wouldn't take him. Well, if 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 Chubb was alone, maybe, but he's still yeah. in areas with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I will say uh, I don't like that pick, but I don't know. Maybe there's a Chubb homer in your league that likes him that much. I think Adams at 110 was a steal. I, this might might sound crazy. I would take Adams before JT and Henry. I just yeah, think I he's – yeah, more not Henry. Yeah. JT, though. Um, well, I mean, think of this. You know, Henry had, like, the best possible season last year. That he could yeah. ever have. And He's definitely due for regression, but I still I mean, he played 16. Dalvin Cook played 14 and still outscored him by, like, 50 points, which is insane. Like, if you don't have a receiver that's catching passes, I'm not really that interested in them that early. So, I, feel, I kind of feel the same way about Taylor, although we could see his receiving role increase. Got Aaron Jones at 111, Kelsey at 112. Could be a good pick. Uh, he's he's kind of got to repeat last year's production to pay off there, but I don't hate it. Eckler at 2-1. Mahomes is an egregious pick at 2-2. Yeah, that would never happen. I've seen him go, like, late second, early third. There's always a guy that's going to take Mahomes way too early. Najee at 2-3 is a great pick by Corrupt Wit. Then you got uh, Metcalf, Diggs, Hopkins, Mixon, Gibson, goes to the professor. And then right after that, we have Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson off the board. Back to my pick at the 211. Let me turn the clock back on. So I took Kamara in the first round and uh, top options, AJ Brown, George Kittle, Dobbin, CH, Waller, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift. I think I'm going to um, – I'm going to take Darren Waller here. He's my tight end, too. Uh, I don't want to miss out on the top four or five tight ends. I feel like they just help you win so much more than uh, taking a receiver here. So I'm going to take Waller and hope that Dobbins, CEH, or Swift falls to me And my next pick. Yeah, some good advice in general is just not don't forget about those tight ends because they're going to go fast. And there's yeah. it's gonna be dry. just like that. After my pick, Ceh at two twelve, Kittle at three one. So it's back to me at three two. I'm taking DeAndre Swift over Dobbins here. Uh, I feel like Swift at was this like RB sixteen is stealing. He was the RB sixteen last year, and he played thirty eight percent of the Lions snaps. So. I don't know. This just seems like a very obvious pick to me. I would argue with him a little bit that some of that is because he had eight touchdowns. Um, and so you wonder if some of the touchdown re regression could come, especially in an offense that's probably going to struggle a little bit. Um, 
but yeah. he's he's in line for a lot of receiving work you'd expect. So and he's talented. So yeah, uh, touchdowns could go, but uh, I think he makes up for it with his volume this year. All right, with that, I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. Three running backs to start. I think uh, J.K. Dobbins here is pretty great value. And it's a run-first team. So, you know, third round, lock down all my RBs. Good for a long time. All right. All right. And uh, let's see. Then goes Jacobs, Keenan, McLaurin, and Chris Carson. And I'm not quite sure what I want to do here. Um, I feel like Mike Evans is pretty safe, um, but I also think David Montgomery is a good good pick at this spot. I mean, he was what RB four last year, um, and I and I believe in him as a talent. Um, but then there's kind of a lot of guys that are kind of similar. What would y'all What would y'all advise? I'd take Montgomery and see if. A Rob Evans or Julio falls to you. Yeah, I think I think that might be the move because uh, I feel like I can't lose that on some oh, running backs. Like uh, uh, auto picked again. <laughs> <laughs> we need to increase the time. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Uh, I mean, we'll, we're gonna have to go faster in the later rounds. Yeah, take yeah. yourself off uh, auto pick again. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right. So you're taking uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. Let's see what happens here. Oh. Robinson, Cooper, Sanders, and Lamb on the turn. Back to corrupt wit at 403. Yeah, I know there's some painters out there, but to me, I feel like Mike Evans is a super safe pick with my fourth round choice so i'm gonna go him but i, I would like i mean if y'all want to argue otherwise I, I'm, I'm welcome to hear it mm. all right so so right here this is why i like to call a gabe haynes ass pick i'm going robert woods i don't know why i just always see it on his team and uh yeah solid yeah. value right there they got yes. that so, uh, so it's bound to be better yeah I'm matt stafford in la i like it so let's recap some picks. After I took Swift at 3-2, we got A.J. Brown, Josh Allen. The professor takes Dobbins, and we got Jacobs, Keenan Allen, McLaurin, Carson. Corrupt Wit takes Montgomery. We got A-Rod, Cooper, Sanders, Lamb. Mike Evans at 4-0-3 to Corrupt Wit. And then Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Bobby Trees to the professor at 408 and then Kyle Pitts and Kyler Murray. And it's back to me at the 411. So far I've taken Camara, Waller and Swift. Let's start the clock up and uh, figure out who I want to take here. So it might be time for me to look at receiver. Um, feel like Chris Godwin is kind of like a clear, clear guy here that is above everyone else. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Chris Godwin. Why not? Like it. Henderson at 412, Lamar at 5 1. Back to me again. Uh, 
probably take another receiver here. I'm deciding between DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, and Deontay Johnson. Um, I'm worried about DJ Moore scoring touchdowns again. That's always his problem. The Panthers only throw like 12 touchdowns every year. Lockett has the inconsistency narrative, but that was not a problem for him before last season. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Lockett. I think Waldron is going to be good for the uh, Seahawks offense. I think people feel like Lockett is like, you know, you know, been there, done that, but I don't see much reason why he wouldn't be a top 20 for sure receiver again. And I mean, having Metcalf there is the narrative that he takes targets, but I think he opens it up for him. Yeah. Lockett was wide receiver eight last year. So 130 targets from Russ. I'm taking that all day. Kareem Hunt at 503, Chase at 504, back to the professor at 55. Uh, so I guess here, just going to go ahead and lock down my tight end and take TJ Hawkinson. Solid pick. I don't think Hawk should be going that far after Andrews and Pitts. You make yeah, the argument that he should be going before them, I think. Uh, maybe Andrews. I'd probably take Pitts first. I'm willing to roll the dice on that for sure, but – you know, I just think Hawkinson will be a good check down guy. Also, the only yeah. uh, bona fide hands on the team now that uh, Marvin Jones and Galladay are gone. So, true. Should see a lot of targets. So, DJ Moore goes at 5'6, Russ, Gaskin, Galladay back to corrupt wit at 5'10. Me, I mean, this is just because of the news today, but I get James Robinson right here, and that's. Oh. that's a- Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have taken him around uh, Miles Sanders like around earlier. So good pick there. Yeah. Okay. And then Smith Schuster, Ayuk, Herbert, and Deontay Johnson go. Um, see, I have three running backs, two receivers. Definitely not going Michael Thomas here. Um, um, Javante Williams is interesting, but to me, the best guy on the board is probably Odell from a perspective of what I think he could do this year. Um, obviously he's coming back from the injury, but it sounds like he's going to be healthy. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what he could do. this year. I'm interested in just like the Browns offense in general. They really like stepped it up at the second half of last year, especially Baker. And I'm excited to see what Odell can do with Baker this year. Uh, right here, I think most people would go ahead and take T. Higgins, but I'm going to go with Jew just because I, I like what I see out of him. I think he had some drops last year, but uh, definitely who is, turned who is Jew? Oh, Jerry Judy. Got it. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify for the yeah, folks. Pr- probably should have specified, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've watched him, you know he's a beast. If he could just get those catches. And uh, maybe Tay Bridgewater could be better. I don't know. Competition think, could be good I for them. I think Lock's going to start. I do. Yeah, I think so too. But I think him was having somebody kind of like nipping at his ankles will make him do better. Yeah, so after Corrupt Wit took Beckham at 6.03, it went MT, Devontae Smith, Chark, Dak Prescott, 
Judy at 608, and then Mike Davis and T. Higgins. It's back to me at 611. So far, I have Camara, Waller, Swift, Godwin, and Lockett. Just looking to fill out these flex positions now. So uh, let me start this clock back. Uh, I only have two RBs, so it would be nice to have some depth. But I just still think it's too early for Javante Williams. And Chase Claypool is clearly uh, the best guy here to me. So I'm taking Chase Claypool. He's, uh, I think he's going to take a big step up this year. Javante at 6'12", Sutton at 7'01". Hey, get it? Because uh, Step Up's a dance movie, and it's Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe I should get Juju later. Any temptation no, okay. about Aaron Rodgers in round seven here? Uh, not, you know, actually, that's kind of in intriguing, but honestly... I'm I'm the type of guy that's just gonna wait forever on QB. All these RBs at the top of the board are not enticing. Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. I'm actually gonna um, go for some upside here. I'm taking the rookie Jalen Waddle. Could be electric. I haven't been the uh, I haven't been a very big fan of his. I put that on record, but. He, I think he's clearly the wide receiver one there, so I'll, I'll take on the risk. Who knows? He could have a uh, Justin Jefferson year. You never know. All right. So let me see. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and snag uh, Robbie Anderson. I think he was solid last year. New quarterback in who is uh, – I would say better than Sam Darnold and uh, definitely thinking uh, the seven, five, that's a solid pick, solid value right there. That is, that is a good pick. He was a, he was a top 24 receiver last year. So good pick there. Nice. Um, I'm torn between two players and I might just gamble and see if I can get one of them at my next pick, but I feel like Tom Brady at the turn of the eighth round, I, I feel like he's going to ball out again this year. I mean, I, I feel like there's kind of a tear break after this, that quarterback um, and my running backs and receivers are kind of set. I don't want to take a tight end. So I'll, I'll go with Brady right here. Good pick, Thomas Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That's yes. And uh, my guy didn't fall to me. He went – Pick before I was going to grab Trey Sermon with that pick, but um, Michael Carter's interesting. But I see Nick's guy right here, and I got to take him. Lavisca Chenault is kind of a bargain at this point. PPR <laughs> machine. I will say uh, I, I have him ranked a lot higher in full PPR than I do in half PPR, but uh, I, I expect him to lead the Jags in targets. So, uh, all right, so. Oh, sorry. Sorry. But I'm very passionate about this pick right here. I probably would have taken him two picks earlier. Actually, no, I would have taken him before Robert Woods. He is a fourth round value. I think he's going to be incredible. He's done it so many times. He did it towards the end of last year. He came on strong. And that is without question, Antonio Brown, the GOAT, 
He's been uh, such a beast always. You saw what he did towards the end of last year. And you got to think, he had no offseason with Brady, and he was suspended for half the year. So he started at game eight. Go look at what he did. He had like two touchdowns in some games. He had near 100 yards in some others. Full off season and uh, that Brady connection, he's going to be balling. So that is a huge definitely, steal. Definitely snag Antonio Brown late in all of your drafts. Yeah, he's a must draft for me right now. Yeah, honestly, I should have grabbed him like around earlier. Uh, I feel like he has a really good chance to be like a wide receiver too, at least. So. Recapping some picks after I took Waddle at 702 and went Mostert, Fournette, Robbie Anderson, Fant, Chase Edmonds, MVP Aaron Rodgers, Melvin Gordon, Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. at 710. Then it went Dallas Goddard, Debo Samuel, Ronald Jones, Trey Sermon, LaVisca, Gasicki, Mike Carter, who's a bust, Jarvis Landry, Damian Harris, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks and Gronk at 810. Don't like that Gronk pick, team three. Uh, so I'm going to resume the clock here, figure out who I want to take. Still trying to uh, fill out these flex spots. I see my boy, Tyler Boyd, but he's kind of a floor play. Let's see who else we got. Do I want to take Logan Thomas or Robert Tanya? No, I don't. Still could use some running back depth. Uh, I think I'm going to grab. I don't really like this pick, but I'm going to grab Zach uh, Moss. I think his role increases in the offense, and, and one of the best offenses we'll see if they utilize running backs more, but uh, just need some running back depth. I'm willing to take him here in the in the eighth round. Tyler Boyd at 812, James Conner at 901. Back to me again. I could take A.J. Dillon, Will Fuller, but I see my guy Corey Davis on the board. Easy pick for me. He's going to be a wide receiver, too, this year. Kenyon Drake at 9.03. Dylan at 9.04. Back to the professor at 9.05. My bad. So, right here, I've been eyeing this one for a while. Got to go, Matt Stafford. Uh, Not only is he on a great offense, and he's always been good, but that gives me the Robert Woods Stafford stack, so – Oh, true. And we got Tanya at 9.06. Well, we got a little bit of a QB run here. So Stafford, Tanya, then Lawrence, Tannehill, and Burrow. I think Tannehill's a huge steal right there. But uh, back to Corrupt Wit at 9.10. So it could go a few ways. I think Singletary on par with uh, Zach Moss could have a decent role in that offense too. But I kind of like uh, – as my fourth running back, getting someone like Naeem Hines, um, who was RB15 last year, you know, in, in full PPR, should still be productive. Uh, I feel like that's a good running back pick here, considering the other options. Yeah. If he, like, if JT misses any time, I would, like, have no problem saying Naeem Hines is, like, a top 12 running back for those games in full PPR. Then with this other pick, I need a tight end, and I've kind of got a, well, not so secret anymore, but a little bit of a strategy if I don't get a tight end I like. I like waiting for Irv Smith in this 10th round. Um, I feel like he's someone who I really like as a talent. Um, 
He's going to get more, much more of a role without Kyle Rudolph. Some of the stuff in the offseason was a bit overblown about uh, the other tight end getting more usage. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I like Irv. Uh, so right here, I'm going to go Michael Gallup. Got a decent amount invested in the Cowboys offense right now, but hopefully that'll be fine. But I think just with the addition of C.D. Lamb, people are kind of undervaluing this guy. But he was kind of their deep threat before that. So you got to look for him. Uh, Dak, at least once a game, will throw a bomb to him. So I think he has a lot of upside, especially in the round this late. Yeah, recapping some more picks. After I took Corey Davis at 9.02, it went Kenyon Drake, Dylan Stafford, Tanyan Lawrence, Tannehill Burrow. Hines went to Corrupt Witt at 9.10. Jalen Hurts at 9.11. I was hoping he would fall to me. Um, David Johnson. David Johnson at 9.12. Hollywood, Will Fuller, Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, Michael Pittman, Tyler Higby, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Singletary, and Mooney. And then back to me at 10.11. Still don't have a quarterback here. Let's see. Let's see if I want to take one. I don't know. Top flex players on the board are Curtis Samuel Ruggs, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman. Marvin Jones is interesting to me. Um, Rondell Moore a little further down. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take a quarterback here because I don't actually think he'll be going this late. I'm gonna take Justin Fields. I think he's starting week two after Andy Dalton gets sacrificed to the LA Rams. Curtis Samuel at 10-12, Mayfield at 11-01. Uh, let's see. I, I can't decide if I want to take Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, or Marvin Jones. What would you guys do? I feel like, well, Bateman, I think, is out for the first few weeks, isn't he? Um, yeah. But, but when he comes back, obviously – we all we all have a lot of belief in Rashad Bateman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think he yeah, in two weeks. I gotta know. avoid him. You're right. I can't. I can't be taking on the injuries already. Um, it feels early to pick Marvin Jones, but I feel kind of confident saying he'll outproduce Elijah Moore this year. After after watching him kind of ball out in the preseason, I'm gonna take Elijah Moore though. And, uh. Just see if Marvin falls. We got Hardman and Ruggs going after that, and it's back to the professor at 11.05. All right. Uh, this is only 12 rounds, so this is the only reason I'm doing this. But uh just going to take my handcuff right here. Can't go wrong with doing that. Towards Tony the end. Pollard. And he is a solid handcuff to have. I think uh, so Watson, down, he can ball out. Watson at 11.06, then Hunter Henry – Rashad Bateman, Trey Lance, and then back to corrupt wit at eleven ten. What are you gonna do? Um, Gus Edwards is probably the best running back on the board. I know Philip Lindsay has, you know, the starting job there, whatever that means for the Texans. Um, I think yeah, I think I got a snap. Oh well, I'll I'll let you have Marvin Jones. I was about to take him, but I also really like Rondell Moore. Um, in that offense, even as a rookie. Um, so I'm going to take a swing and do that. Yeah, I love Rondale. He's going way too late, I think. And then 
Hmm. Here, I'll take another guy just because I want to talk about him a little bit. And it's someone who I know Nick likes too, but I feel like Giovanni Bernard is being a little slept on and it's going to have a decent role for the Bucks. This might be a little high to take him in this draft, but I will just for the discussion. Yeah, I will say like, I'm not very interested in any of the Bucks running backs because I think it's just a giant committee. But like at their cost in a draft, I would much rather have Gio Bernard than Fournette or Ronald Jones. All right, so right here, I'm going to go with the Mike Flack Memorial pick. Amon Ross St. Brown, just a guy who's on a depleted team who could definitely step up and get a lot of touches. And this is the last round, so you may as well get a boom potential guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he could get some targets, I mean. Or you uh, could just trade him because he's worth uh, Julio Jones and Debo Samuel combined. True. That's a uh, – that is a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick for a 12th-round pick. So that would be a good deal. Yeah. My boy Marvin Jones went at 12-4. But anyways, I needed another quarterback uh, for week one, and it field sits longer than that. And the guy I wanted fell to me. It's Kirk Mother, fucking Cousins. Top 15 QB for six years straight. Very solid option there. And then J.D. McKissick is Mr. Irrelevant. 12-round draft. Let's look at these teams between us three, see who we like best. Um, let me check out y'all's teams. Gorilla Nasty. Can I just comment first that um, I know we were joking about that team that took Gronk. I think that team was just overall, like, horrible. That's the team that took Chubb at three. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know what's going on with them, but that's pretty fun. They took Nicole Hartman, which is the worst pick ever, no matter where you take him. All right. That Gorilla Nasty team is looking pretty solid. Pretty studly at running back. I like both. Yeah. I like all three of the top three picks. Uh, I think if I were to redo that, I don't mind Hawkinson, but I definitely would like to have a better tight end. I got to say, I, I think I like your team the most of ours. Professor. Yeah, I definitely like it. Oh, yeah. Perhaps oh, yeah. That's a, that's a title winner right there. Let's see what other team – uh, yeah. All right. So I guess that'll uh, wrap it up for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast. Thanks for rejoining us after our little hiatus this offseason. You can expect episodes weekly uh, till the end of the NFL season. So uh, I guess I'll sign off. So this is the scientist uh, joined here by the professor and West Coast corrupt wit. Thanks for tuning in to the Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.